0: Hi. Hello. What is going on? I hope you guys are doing great. Obviously, last week there was no episode. So episode? Podcast. Podcast episode. Yeah, I can say that word. That works, right? And so today I'm really excited because I was able to catch up with an old friend. I always reference her when I talk about getting into running because she was the person who took me on my first run longer than a mile. And I'll just give a quick insight to the story. Basically, we went to Cal Poly Slow together, Cal State School, for those out of California. And I was only there freshman year, but I met her in the dorms. We became friends, instant friends. And I was like wanting to get into running or a different kind of fitness. And Lauren brought up running. And she's like, well, why don't you try out running? And I was like, well... I mean, I just, what's the point of running over two miles? You know, I don't get it (laughs) because I came from that, you know, conditioning background of sports like basketball and even in track, I did sprinting in high school. So I wasn't really running crazy mileage during practice anyway. So she basically just said, hey, do you want to go on a three mile run? And I was like, okay, sure. And we went on a run and it changed my life, obviously, So I'm gonna be talking to her today and we're talking through quite a few things and I think it's a really, really cool conversation because we are both people who put far too much pressure on ourselves and every aspect of life too. We talk about disordered eating. She gives her biggest tip for someone who may be struggling with disordered eating as well, or an eating disorder. We talk about CrossFit and running, and if she thinks that you can do both, because I feel like that's been a big debate in the running world for a long time. We talk about a ton of different workouts too. So if you're trying to find your niche of like what activity you like the most, this podcast is not only about running. Lauren just has some really cool insights about life and pizza, (laughs) so I don't know, it's a fun episode, I really enjoyed it, you might relate to a couple things, or it might help you if you're struggling a little bit in some areas, but anyways, we're going to talk about what we're drinking at first, because I saw her take a sip of her white wine, and I was like, yes, I am here for this vibe, if you can give this podcast five stars and leave a review, it would mean so much to me, it really helps the algorithm. And if you want to check out my YouTube channel and subscribe there, that would be an extra cherry on top. But I would take the cherry off, though, because those maraschino cherries aren't very good. Let's get into the episode. Oh, we have to talk about what we're drinking. By the way, I'm recording right now, so we can talk freely and then I'll turn it into a podcast. But let's cheers. First of all, I need to bring that back. Do we have some white wine or like a recovery drink there?
1: Uh, white wine and also a Propel.
0: <laughs> I love that! Oh my god, that makes me so happy. The perfect Friday beverages. And then you just mm-hmm. got back from a run. No, I, I just got off work. Oh, you just got off of work. I thought you said yeah. I. What did I? I read it as. Oh, maybe it was on Instagram that you were like running late, and I literally thought you oh, were running. Girl. And I, I was know. like, why is your hair still cute? And why are you back in your like work shirt then? <laughs> yeah, no, definitely in my scrubs from
1: work, but basically running all day at work, so.
0: You're graduated. Yeah. And working full-time. Yes. What, okay, so what exactly are you doing?
1: So yeah, so I'm a physical therapist and I work, I know. So okay. crazy. Still sounds weird to say. Um, I work in a skilled nursing facility. Wow. So like 99% of my patients are like over the age of 60, but it's actually really fun. It's really hard, but really rewarding and like interesting. And it's probably not my long-term setting of choice, but it's really good to learn for now. And they have got some cutie patooties, so it's pretty fun.
0: I could see it being really rewarding when you help somebody that has been struggling with an issue for so long. And they just don't know what to do to, you know, feel better, I guess. Yeah.
1: No, it's like I have a lady just today, like she walked for the first time. She had a liver transplant and then was in the hospital for a month. And she like walked for the first time today since in like two months. And it was really great. So it, it can be like really, really rewarding, but it's also really
0: tiring. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I bet. I mean, like even when I was going to PT back in the day, I remember some of the moves. I was like, yeah, I'll do them. And then... You, you probably have a lot of patients who just, like, don't do the stuff that they're supposed yeah. to do on their own. <laughs> exactly. That's, that must be a hard job, like, just in general for all ages.
1: Oh, yeah. Because nobody, like, at the end of the day, most people don't want to exercise.
0: <laughs> True <laughs> that. Yeah, okay. You're like, Ooh. this is, oh, this is so funny because I remember we are on a run in Long Beach. We we're actually, like, on the bike path. I remember it vividly. Uh-huh. We're and oh by the way, I'm like downtownish right now, so I'm like right kind of near the bike path area where we were talking about this. But you were saying that you wanted to get more into like working with athletes in that side of thing. Yeah, is that like a long term goal still?
1: Not, not really, actually. I think like I I love sports, but I have found that working with and I think like, so athletes, like athlete athletes are really cool cause you can do really fun creative things, but those jobs are impossible to get because everybody wants them. And then working with your like average athlete is sometimes can be like less rewarding in the sense that like my elbow hurts, you know, versus like people who like literally can't stand up. Mm. But my, my ideal niche area would be, I'm really into adaptive. So, like, if you're a paraplegic, like, if you have a spinal cord injury or an amputation, but you still want to, like, do CrossFit or run or swim, lift. So, like, that is my, like, ideal population because it combines sports and people who need a lot of help.
0: That's so badass. (laughs) And sounds so hard. I mean, so are you technically a doctor?
1: like not a medical doctor i have a doctor of physical therapy but it's like a doctor of dentistry a doctor of yeah you're a doctor
0: uh, yeah I, yeah i have a doctor of physical therapy i don't know what that oh means. my god dr lauren you know <laughs> dr johnson but that's so funny because i am actually um talking to a friend that i haven't really talked to for a long time from high school dr haley and he okay. is a physical therapist too that was a lot of schooling. I mean, how how long have you been out of school? Or when did you graduate? Um,
1: you mean for a PT school? Just yeah. December. OK. Yeah, Th- that was recent. Yeah. yeah, very new grad. I still know nothing.
0: <laughs> no, I'm so proud of you. You're so smart. And just for a little background for the podcast, Lauren and I, LOL, Lauren and I met a uh, freshman year at Cal Poly when I, I was only there for a year. And I feel like I've talked about that a lot. But we met in the dorms so funny looking back we could probably reminisce on a lot of things but we lauren and i talk about you all the time i'm always like oh this one friend got me into running and i always like say the same story but i want to hear your like interpretation of how you personally got into running and then like us meeting and i don't know i would love to hear your brain tell that story of how you got into running
1: how i got into running that's such a good question um i honestly feel like it's one of those things where you're like, you look back and you don't really remember how or why it happened. But I do remember.
0: <laughs> you blacked was, out.
1: <laughs> you yeah, just like, exactly. all of a
0: sudden you were running.
1: <laughs> I just woke up one day and I'm like, oh, I run. But I guess <laughs> I do distinctly remember, I think I was in high school still, probably like a junior. And I just wanted to, <gasps> sorry, I just no, wanted, I think, to be like smaller, like be skinny. And so I was like, I guess I'll run. My mom was a runner. And she always talked about, like, such fond memories of running marathons and things. And I just just distinctly remember one day, like, running around the neighborhood and feeling like I was going to die, you know? Like, one mile, worst thing of my life, so bad, but being like, well, I've got to fucking get better at that. And then I think I just, I don't know, I really don't remember, but I just kept running and then trying to get faster and
0: the next thing I knew I was just a full-blown addict I don't know full-blown addict I love it and I feel like when I met you freshman year like you liked to say that you weren't I feel like you liked to say at least that you weren't competitive or into sports but the more like I knew about you the more I realized how competitive you really were especially with yourself (laughs) like even saying like you ran a mile and you wanted to get better and then like you were just the best (laughs) (laughs) like
1: Well, definitely not the best, but yeah, no, I, I think I've always, I've never played sports as a kid, never like was on a team, never did anything. And so I honestly had no idea what being athletic was like and Mm. never knew I had a competitive side. Cause I think you find that through sports growing up and then when I started running, I found out that yes, indeed I am super competitive, but really just mostly with myself. Like you said, I think just, it's like the best yeah i don't know really addicting to have a challenge and i think it just woke up my whole like athletic side
0: totally and the feeling afterwards obviously like you're like oh Oh, wow i can feel like this after a run
1: right who knew and even if you're dying it's like the fact that you survived that is the most satisfying like challenging experience and then you just want more
0: oh absolutely and i feel like your journey with running like it was like very full blown like you did it maybe every day, I don't know. And then you kind of got out of it for a while and you're just coming back to it now. Is that right? Kind
1: of. I thought yeah, I definitely ran pretty much every day throughout from probably junior year of high school until until I ran my half marathon, which was senior year of college. I feel like I would like running pretty much every day always yeah. trying to go further, like, especially in college, I was always going further. And then I ran a half marathon. And I, th- I think I it was like, <clears throat> still one of the best runs of my entire life. Yeah. Was so easy. I blacked out, it was like, just so fucking easy. And I think I thought that I could never top that. And I put a lot of pressure on myself. So I and I think I probably tried to run like the next day knowing myself. So I hated running after that for a while. And I took a break. And then I probably took, like, a year. I switched to weightlifting. And then probably a year later, I still started – I've since then run probably once a week or once every two weeks. And then in the past two years, I've started running, like, more regularly again and trying to go further.
0: Got it. Okay, that's interesting because I feel like – in a different way, but kind of similar. I had the same experience where I got so into it that I started racing like, you know, multiple marathons a year. And I was just Mm. like always having a race lined up. And I kind of like, I feel like I peaked (laughs) in my first year of racing, you know, kind of like that, like where my first marathon was still like one of my, maybe my second best marathon time ever. And so every time after that, I kept on like I don't know. Obviously, like, I wasn't I wasn't training to my full potential because I was t- tired and I was a little right. burnt out, you know? When you're burnt out mentally, then physically you're not going to be there. And I just kept on burning out and burning out and burning out. And then, like, over the last, maybe, like, two years ago, I just kind of, like, stopped signing up for races, you know? And I yeah. just kind of, like, started running just for fitness. And it was just, you know, it's what we do. It's the routine, uh-huh. you know? And now I'm finally getting the, the urge to maybe sign up for a race again. I don't know. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's exactly. Mine is, I feel like a longer gap between feeling like I'm ready, but yeah, I, I just like ran for maintenance, ran for like only when I felt like it after my half marathon. Cause I just, it just, yeah, it was, it was too good at the half marathon. That was, I remember you, wasn't it a trail race? Um, that was a different, yeah. I had a few races. My first ever race ever was uh, like seven miles up a mountain oh, in yeah. Los Obispo. And I came in first in my age group, although I think I was probably one of few, but still.
0: No, you got, that's, that's me? a big deal.
1: <laughs> that and then my half I was like, I can't run races anymore. i peaked <laughs> and I put way too much pressure on myself. And then I really do like weightlifting and I did boxing and Pilates and all these other things. But yeah, the past two years I've been like, I'm kind of hungry for more. So I signed up for half marathon this September and we'll see.
0: Did you, oh, what'd you sign up for?
1: It is actually, it's a small technically a trail, but it's, I think it's hopefully very flat. It's just called the Boston harvest half marathon here in Pittsburgh. And ah. my dog. hopefully it's a very flat trail. Pittsburgh is the hilliest place ever to run it's so hard.
0: Why do you think it's going to be flat then?
1: Because um, they say it's flat.
0: <laughs> flat it's like, compared to oh, everywhere else. Yeah, there. I
1: hope so. It is so hilly here. Um,
0: You're probably in great shape though from the hills.
1: I, ho- I like to think so. I did. I've been running the hills and it's been really hard to increase the mileage because I've, the further away from home I go, the more I have to run back uphill home. Mm-hmm oh yeah it's really sad really really sad <laughs> like no matter where i go i'm at the top of a hill so
0: oh that's and, rough
1: yeah i did my most recent long run on a flat trail and it was like very nice so hopefully it goes well
0: wait so you did crossfit for a while right yes are you still doing it no it's really it's
1: really expensive for one Yeah. and for a while another reason i stopped running or had a hard time coming back to running is I have a hip in like a hip issue.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not probably not really into CrossFit, but I, for a while I was running and doing CrossFit with the same, like in the same day, classic overdoing it. So, Whoa. <laughs> yeah. That I, sounds hard. So I think until my body repairs itself, CrossFit
0: is off the table. It's really hard on the body. That, okay. That was a question I had because, I know some runners, there's like two sides of this argument. Some people are like, I do CrossFit and I run and I live my best life. And some people are like, you cannot do CrossFit and run at the same time.
1: I don't know how it's physically possible. I mean, your legs are just... Like, unless you're the kind of person who's going to wake up at four and run and then do CrossFit at six o'clock at night and you've had rest and food and I'm not that kind of person, so no, but your legs are toast after CrossFit most days. I don't think it's
0: possible. <laughs> yeah. It's I don't just, know. Totally. It sounds like I, I mean, I personally would probably get injured from going exactly. so hard in CrossFit and maybe not even running on the same day, but even like running the next day, I feel like I wouldn't have enough energy to do the workout planned, you know? Exactly. Yeah.
1: And then I feel like, when, so I definitely did run, like, occasionally when I was doing CrossFit because I was just going by, like, just purely for fun. But then I feel like you're either like, oh, well, I shouldn't run as hard because I want to save my energy for CrossFit tomorrow or Saturday or whatever. Or on at CrossFit, like, well, I'm running tomorrow, so I better mm-hmm. not go too – so either way, you're sacrificing –
0: yeah, I hate that, and I have to it. because I I coach runners right now, and some of my clients I don't have too many clients right now, but a lot of the time it's like okay, yeah, you can do that activity, but don't go too hard. And there's nothing worse than being told like, yeah, you can do that spin class, but you have to take it easy. Like, uh huh, that sucks. You don't want to do that. Yeah, no.
1: And I'm not good at that. Like, I'm going to go hard. So there's just kind of no point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it's so just stick true. On one
1: thing at a
0: time. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So just like skip that activity, maybe if you're going to be focusing on something else. Well, especially like with training for a race, I feel like, let me know your thoughts. Like, if you want to do CrossFit and run, like if you sign up for a race, maybe skip on CrossFit while you're training for the race. And then afterwards, when you're more just kind of running for fun, then maybe do it.
1: Yeah, right. Then pick it back up. If you don't like care about your performance and both that much, then do it all. But if you actually are trying for performance, then you should probably chill.
0: Totally. You yeah, <laughs> I love you should probably chill. I love probably. where this conversation is going because I have so like, I I really looked up to you the past like handful of years because I know you tried so many different types of, <laughs> uh, so many like types of activities that I don't know. I've always kind of wanted to dedicate like a month to orange theory and like a month to all these different types of classes. Like what have been your favorite things that you've tried? Yeah.
1: I, God, I love, if I had all the money in the world, I would literally do it all. I, <laughs> every gym. Favorite. Yeah, no, uh, seriously. I love so many exercises. I love boxing as one of my favorite, 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 favorite workouts. Wow. Like it makes you feel like more of a bad ass than like throwing punches. kicks it's also the best i called it carmio because it's cardio for your arms
0: okay oh (laughs) oh i like that
1: it's like cardio but your arms are it's so fun so amazing so fulfilling so that's definitely one of my favorites highly recommend like a kickboxing boxing class okay especially if your stress is so fun and then crossfit's (laughs) up there really fun especially the team like community vibe i like that too if not, it's not fun.
0: Um, I can see that.
1: I did not traditional Pilates, but it's called the, I think in, oh, by you. It's, oh man. Ooh. It's in downtown, like K, KP Pilates or KB. I can look it up, but. Yeah,
0: no, I've seen that. I've totally, I, I can't picture where it is, but I can totally see the logo in my head.
1: Yes. Yeah, they do. It's this like I think it's called the Legree method. It's some you know very expensive type of Pilates that you can pay to get certified in. But it's on a mega former. It's like the thing that slides for Pilates. yes, oh, yes, yes. Basically, the best ab workout of your life. I feel like I had abs in two. They say oh two weeks to obliques, but it actually is true. It's so fun, and I think those are my favorites
0: dang okay that's I did Pilates for a brief stint because one of my good friends down here was she loves reformer Pilates and I kept on getting mm-hmm. a group on <laughs> to her gym <laughs> and I was like okay I can that's repurchase so it hell yeah but I feel like that class like they never really I feel like it was more for like housewives down here that just needed a hobby yeah. versus like people who wanted a good workout like the right when I started to feel a really good burn they'd be like okay stop and I'm like no and oh it God. bothered me, but I see how intense that machine thing is.
1: <laughs> yeah. For example, you will be like in a lunge on this thing and you do like really, really slow lunges, but you're like sliding against the resistance. So it'll be like a six count into a lunge and then a six count out and then a six count down and then out. And then you pulse, 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 pulse. And it's like two minutes. Like it's like ends up being like two minutes and it's so hard. Oh like God, you think you want to do shape- that. And you're like, no, 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 no. I am not in shape. And the abs part, literally, like, comical how hard it is. I, It's pathetic how hard it is. <laughs> it's really
0: fun, though. Obliques in two weeks.
1: Yeah. No, but really, though, I was like, damn, girl, who knew? Underneath know. all
0: this, you know? know. <laughs> That's when I feel my strongest is when I feel like I have a strong core. Mm-hmm. Same. Because it's like with running sometimes, if you're not doing enough strength on the side, you can you can feel flabby you really can oh, right like i was at my heaviest weight probably at, well and we could talk about this too like i lost a lot of weight because i just had like an unhealthy relationship with like working out and like stress and obviously i was like experiencing disordered eating and i've talked about that and stuff but when i got like only into running i gained a lot of weight like pretty fast and it's funny because like you could still be marathon training and put oh, on yeah. a lot of weight because it
1: makes you so hungry
0: So hungry. Yeah.
1: Hungry. And you're like, I just ran 16 miles. I'm going to eat
0: whatever I want. So I feel like in college, like we're both going through different things. How has your relationship with food transitioned from college to now?
1: Yeah, it's been a long journey. Um, I, as Michelle knows, I've had an eating disorder in college and in high, started in high school. And then in mm-hmm. college got, it was like pretty, probably it's worst. than when I was a freshman, when we were together, when we were together at Cal Poly, but.
0: You hit it and really yeah, well it, for me, by the way. Like I didn't, like, I didn't really know.
1: I feel like, no, I feel like everybody, I feel like it's like, was blaringly obvious to everybody but me. I mean, I knew, but I thought it was like, oh, I'm just skinny. But anywho, so yeah, I feel like it's been a super long journey and like every day is different and every day is a challenge but definitely my relationship with food is much more like casual and I more or less eat whatever the hell I want and it's like definitely I hate the word balance because I think it's really overused but
0: yeah it is
1: is balance like totally had free pizza and cake for lunch day at work did I eat it absolutely do I feel bad about it not at all you know like
0: yeah,
1: it's been a long, long journey with lots of ups and downs and literally every day is different, but it's come a long way and I feel like it's a really intricate relationship between like exercise and diet and like body image and if you have GI issues, I think that like throws, at, which I think I've seen that you do sometimes have Yeah, like GI issues. and I think that whole combo is like a sentence for disordered eating. So it's really interesting to
0: navigate Dude, that's like a whole nother thing. Also, thanks for sharing that because I've noticed, like I was looking at my analytics uh-huh, and I, I noticed I have like a lot of younger listeners, which I didn't, I didn't really didn't think that would be the case. And I don't know. I feel like it's so common. It should be more common to talk about this kind of stuff, you know, like how we get to where we are now and like feeling better day to day and stuff. But with GI issues, like I remember you used to, ha- or you probably still do, have a, like a celiac Disorder or like gluten disorder. Wait, why am I saying that wrong? Not a disorder, no. uh, an intolerance. Yeah. Uh, intolerance. Yeah.
1: I really thought I definitely not celiac. Do not have celiacs. I'm not celiac.
0: Do not have celiacs.
1: I really thought that I was gluten intolerant because I was so miserable all the time. But I'm, um, and I was, I attempted to be gluten free for a couple of years, but I was never really consistent because it's really hard. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Um, Actually just am really have to be really careful about like consistent diet and certain like too much fiber, too many vegetables. Like, I used to eat so many vegetables because I was trying to be skinny and they blow you up like a balloon and then you die. Dude. So. <laughs> yes, now I like I like had to learn to eat things, god forbid, other than vegetables, like some pasta. Who knew? Who knew? So, yeah, I think. Luckily, I mean, I still have bad days, but it's so well managed. And but how can you ever feel skinny and hot and confident when you're like bloated AF? So it's really, it's a really tricky thing to balance.
0: That's so funny. I remember like, even at my like smallest weight, I was always so bloated, and I never felt satisfied. I mean, that's partially like the disorder right. thinking. I was never feeling good because I was always <laughs> so bloated. And yeah, and I know I was in you know, obviously the average person needs to increase their fiber intake because that's healthy and good and most people aren't getting enough fiber. But when you're in this kind of disordered state of eating, you're probably, and you're like really focused on like trying to be quote unquote perfect, you're probably mm-hmm. over consuming fiber through vegetables yeah. and like some fruit. <laughs> and oh yeah, oh my God, I remember I would eat like a bowl of broccoli for dinner, yeah. too much fiber. And I was like effed up.
1: Yeah, same, same, same. And I was like, why am I so miserable? Oh. I eat so healthy. Too healthy, girl. Too, too healthy. <laughs> There's a thing. Uh.
0: I love. No, that's totally fine. I love it. It's like humanizing the conversation with the dog in the background. Also making me jealous that I don't have a dog. But I, I love what you said about like who knew eating pasta was like the healthier option kind of thing. Because it's so true. Like, sometimes, like, when I'm out to dinner, and I, I, my go-to is usually pasta. But when I choose to eat what I'm craving, I usually don't feel bad after. Mm-hmm. Or, like, physically, you know? Digestion-wise. That's, yeah. Yeah. Same. I don't know. I do have acid right. reflux, which is stems from, like, anxiety and stress mostly. Probably shouldn't be drinking this coffee right now. But I am working with a naturopath. So, we'll see. There you go. There you
1: go. <laughs> and I feel like at some point, like... Acid wheat. I mean, that's so hard. Like, I, yeah, I drink so much coffee and have tomato sauce. And I'm like, oh, god, look, <laughs> okay, there it is. But yeah, I. it's so funny. Like, I feel like there's so many times i like, well, I can't have noodles. I'll have, you know, like a vegetable noodle replacement, which like to some extent that works for people and that's great. But for me, totally. it's like, no, no, eat the wheat to balance out <laughs> your fiber that you're over consuming. Yeah, because you're, you're like, probably crap. putting
0: veggies in that pasta anyways, you exactly. know? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. I love my bonza, and I I have bonza a lot just because Sam likes it, and I feel like he he, he, like, he needs some more fiber in his diet. But right, I know, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are some of your favorite food? Do you cook a lot still?
1: Um, not other funny story, and I don't know, Ooh. maybe this overshare, but just like realization through my life and reasons I picked even food science. I'm pretty confident. I'm confident that my eating disorder. I was so hungry that that's the reason I like to watch like cooking shows and like to cook, fulfilling that need because I wouldn't allow myself to eat anything. And so no, I don't really like cooking that much. I did. That's why I picked the wrong major. Like, I mean, I love, I still like to bake sometimes, but nope. Don't really like cooking. Don't really like that kind of thing. Just want to eat the food. So No, I've learned that about myself. It was all my eating disorder. Who
0: knew? That's such a good insight. That's so, in. I actually feel like there's a lot of truth to that because now I just kind of, I mean, I need to start cooking more just for like financial purposes. (laughs) (laughs) Mostly probably stems from laziness right now too, but it's so nice to just be able to like get food without putting so much of an emphasis on, I don't know, making the perfect thing and just like, just getting it, eating it, get it over with, you know? Uh,
1: You don't have to think about it. Nice.
0: Yeah, you enjoy it. You get what you want instantly.
1: <laughs> right. Oh my god, I love I love takeout. So
0: <laughs> What are your go-to's right now in takeout?
1: Well, here we have this place. It's like a like a what's it? like a sweet green or tender, I think it's tender green. Like a salad. Thing. Yeah. That's really 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 good and both Mark and I like it. Um and it's like reasonably nutritious, but Thai food, obviously, or <clears throat> dim sum it's a good takeout option you would think it wouldn't travel well but we do that a lot (laughs) that's really it pizza we either get like salad or pizza there's no (laughs) there's no in
0: between seriously I'm trying to think what we do for takeout because we do takeout way too often Thai food is definitely up there but when we do Thai food it gets like a little out of control like we spend way too much money because Sam needs to get the calamari and then then we have to get like you know all the appetizers plus the green curry Plus the patsy, the plus... mm-hmm. fried
1: rice. Yeah, absolutely.
0: 100%. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, like $80 later, we're like, was that a good idea? <laughs> Probably mm-hmm. too much pizza. But then again, I feel like my body really likes pizza.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: I mean, you know. My
1: definition of pizza is how I like to think of it. Okay. It's an open faced sandwich with extra sauce. Like, why is pizza so villainized? It's literally a sandwich that's just, it's got bread and some, like, sauce. or I put aioli on my sandwiches. What's the difference? Some meat, some cheese, sometimes a vegetable. It's basically an open-faced sandwich. What's the big deal?
0: Wow, that's the (laughs) (laughs) eye-opener. That's what the the episode is called. If you get a burrito from Chipotle... You like kind of maybe look at it like, oh my God, like, no, I can't eat this. But really it's like, it's like you're eating the bowl, but just like wrapped in something to help be a vessel of how you eat it. Right. Same thing. Same thing. All about perspective. I have a game for us too to end on. Okay. Before we get into that though, what do you think one of your biggest tips would be for someone maybe struggling with, you know, disordered eating or just, I don't know, anything of that nature? Hmm, That's a good question. I think
1: it's hard to give a tip for disordered eating because it's so individualized. But I would say the biggest one is to like find somebody to confide in who won't offer advice, but can just like empathize and validate your feelings. Because I think so many times people want to be like, like, for example, you talk to your friend or your family, and you're like, hey, I'm really struggling. I feel like I feel really fat or like whatever and they're like oh my god well like have you tried xyz like have you tried to give up carbs like what if you and you're like no
0: no 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 no
1: <laughs> you're not supposed to be telling me to like lose weight or like fix it like you're like that's like reinforcing that i do need to fix something but if they were just like man that fucking sucks sorry i'm swearing that fucking sucks like i totally get that i can't i don't understand but, like i can totally imagine that's a terrible feeling then you're like hmm. Thanks, man. So like, I feel like just finding someone who will validate your feelings but not like try to give you advice. Yeah, is the thing you can do. And I think with like trying to have a healthy relationship with running, my favorite thing that I feel like I've taught myself is to set goals but not rules. So like, I have a goal to run three times a week, but it's not a rule. Like, I don't have to run three times a week. It's just a goal. Or like. Like, I have hopes, but not expectations. Like, I hope I'll run 10 miles today, but I'm not, like, expected to. Like, I don't have to. I just hope I will. Totally. So like, you, you're you going for it. Like you're going to try, but you don't have to. So then you're not a failure if you don't succeed.
0: I, oh, my God. You have so many eye-opening quotes in this podcast. <laughs> I love you. And it's so – it's funny to realize there's kind of, like, two sides of the spectrum. And obviously, it's two different kinds of people, but – there's, like, people that overdo things and get, you know, like us. Like, we we like going, like, let's go all in. Like, let's try really hard. Let's push ourselves, whether it's in school, fitness, like, whatever it is to strive to be our best. And then we overdo it and it gets bad. And then there's people that, you know, lack the motivation or have a hard time finding that motivation to do things. And so mm-hmm. it's kind of like, it's hard to give advice of, like, being, like, for the people like us, you need to be very flexible with yourself. Don't make rules. Because you should be happy most of the time. And if you are setting yeah. all these, like, rules and you don't hit them or, <laughs> like, when I don't check off my entire to-do list sometimes, <laughs> I'll be, like, upset. I'm just like, what the hell? I didn't do that? I don't know. It's so hard speaking to the masses when it's this so issue true. is it's so particular. And and if you're struggling with motivation. So,
1: and you Or you might need, like, harder boundaries, but... That's very true, yeah, definitely for the people who are putting too much pressure on themselves. Although I think even people who are starting out put too much pressure on themselves, but.
0: Yeah, but also, yeah, I think maybe universally putting too much pressure on yourself is just not a good thing in general. (laughs)
1: Like even if you're like just starting and you're, but if you're, even if you're forcing yourself to be like, I need to run a mile this week. Like, girl, it's okay if you run 0.75 or point, like you have a goal for next time still okay, you'll get there. Just like keep trying versus like you failed. So
0: 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about just, you know, being nice to yourself and just getting there eventually. I kind of envy people who are nicer to themselves.
1: I don't know what that's like.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What is that like? Yeah. Please comment for this episode and let us know. Cool. I really like your advice. So thank you for sharing that. But, oh, actually, so when is your half marathon? September 19th. OK, I have
1: a lot of time giving myself so, so, so following my own advice, gave myself so much time for grace and mistakes and setbacks. <laughs> we have gentle
0: goals for our half fun. Love gentle goals. Love that. Okay, OK, let's play the game. Are you ready? OK, I'm ready. OK, so it's this or that. And you have to give a reason why. And it might get we might debate a little bit, but we'll figure it out. OK, okay. Right. <laughs> Trader Joe's or Whole Foods?
1: Trader
0: Joe's. Why because, did you hesitate?
1: <laughs> um, that's a really because I'm because I'm still debating. I think I picture just now because I'm poor. But if I had all the money, I would pick Whole Foods. <laughs> I love, honest. Okay, I'm changing my mind. Whole Foods. Whole Foods. Whole Foods. <laughs> it's just a wonderful place. It's magical.
0: It really. Did you think of the salad is, bar or the um the hot food yes, bar? <laughs>
1: the little food. Yeah, the food bar. The produce is so good. It's pretty expensive, but I pick Whole
0: Foods. I actually had the same brain thing that you just had right there. Because I want to say Trader Joe's because they always come out with so many cool, cute products and stuff. And you're like, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. beets. Or like, oh my gosh, like no one else sells that. That's awesome. Good job, Trader Joe's, you know? Great. But then Whole Foods, like the produce is so good. And I lived off of that hot food bar thing. Yes. And you can get a smoothie there.
1: Sushi's good.
0: The sushi's good. Like, how many grocery stores is there good sushi?
1: None. Except Whole Foods. Yeah. Whole Foods. It's- okay.
0: Glad that we established that. All right. Perfect. Cheese or bread? Cheese. I knew you were going to say cheese. Well, you're a cheese, like, person. Like, you know your cheeses.
1: Mm, not really. I thought you did. No. I think yeah. I – maybe I used to, but I've forgotten it all. I don't know anything. <laughs> I just love cheese so much. I feel like
0: you would make a really good cheese board.
1: Um, I think I can make a pretty mean cheese board, yeah. I'd support that.
0: Yeah, you're also creative, so I, it would look nice. Well, I'm going to pick bread, because I never was like a cheese person. I don't I don't understand that, personally. I know. I, I knew we were going to break cheese, up after so this one. I
1: just had, ate cheese
0: at lunch today, just cheese. A <laughs> cheese assortment. It was wonderful. Road or trails? Trails. Yeah, I would say same. But I mean, I'm mostly road running right now just because convenience and I'm training mostly maybe training. I don't know. I'm doing a loose training too. Wow. Okay. I don't even know why we haven't talked about that
1: because oh.
0: obviously getting back into it, I'm like slightly like each week and I'm like trying to increase my mileage or my long run mileage and, you know, maybe doing the Long Beach Marathon again. But okay, cool. yeah, a loose goal, gentle goal, gentle goal. It's just so hard to do that when... I really just want to go like full force and like PR and like do really well, you know? Right,
1: right, it's hard to be like chill about it. It's so
0: hard, but also like, I don't even think I could PR right now, so. But trails, even though I'm doing road right now, anyway. Yeah, I love trails. Beer or wine?
1: Wine, because beer, I do enjoy beer, but it just blows me up like a balloon, man. And I, wow. I really want to eat and have alcohol. And if I have beer, it's like a whole meal to me. I like cannot eat, and I will not sacrifice my eating.
0: <laughs> Why, dude? I get that. When I drink beer, it's like it definitely is harder to focus to eat. I don't know. Yeah. And then like I get hungry way later, and I'm like, well shit. Like I should have just had a glass of wine or spaced it out a little. I don't know. I totally get that. I would say beer. I mean, wait, are you a white wine drinker or red or both? Um, I-
1: I'm such a bougie person. I'm a seasonal drinker. I like red in winter and white in summer.
0: I literally love that about you. That makes me so happy. <laughs> um, are you Sauvignon Blanc?
1: Um,
0: Chardonnay? No, I'm a Pinot Grigio. You're a Pinot Grigio? i mean, I to drink a
1: Sauvignon Blanc. Not really a Chardonnay all.
0: I mean, me neither. I feel like Chardonnay is like our mom's age
1: literally 100 my mom is obsessed
0: with chardonnay yeah my mom is too my mom's like I only drink chardonnay I'm like why why I don't
1: get it I don't but yeah get- I don't think it's that tasty yeah it's good it's dry it's good although I did attend one Cal Poly wine club meeting but- did
0: you really damn I would have done that if I would have stayed I think how fun right? it
1: was really fun you just drink wine but
0: uh <laughs> I need to open up my you know my mind then to it because I'm only like Sauvignon Blanc when I drink white. When I go out to eat during the summer like I like to pair I I also like a good rosé a nice dry Mm rosé like with a nice like I don't know light meal or something oh during the day. Wonderful right now. Actually I hate day drinking but.
1: Do you? I love day drinking.
0: Really? Oh I hate it. I hate the feeling I I mean I love the tipsiness don't get me wrong but I hate the feeling of being like lethargic in the evening.
1: I'm just ready for bed, but like I will go to bed. So it's, are you a night owl or a morning person?
0: I used to be a morning person, but I just, I like like the night scene. Not yeah. like I'm like a big, like, let's go to the club person. But I like like going out to dinner and like getting a bottle, like getting a bottle of wine or beer and like, oh, let's go to one more bar. You know? Yeah.
1: I'll oh, say I'm like a, let's go to the brewery at two, Stay there until like four or five and then get
0: a pizza and go home. That actually and, doesn't like, sound take that. bad. a lay on the couch. My <laughs> ideal day. Amazing. Oh my God. I'm so happy that I got to catch up with you a little bit.
1: Me too. It's been so long. I feel like, I feel like I don't feel like we've lost touch at all because I see you on social media and I like talk about like, I'm like, oh, Mark, my friend Michelle, you know, but.
0: Oh yeah. I mention your name all the time too, randomly. It's, I know, yeah. I am I'm, I'm glad. It's nice to have a, You know, those friendships where if you don't talk for a long period of time, you can still reconnect and it's not like weird. I don't know. Yeah. I will talk to you later. Sounds good. Bye. Lauren's the best. I miss her. And I don't know if you caught this during the episode, but she lives in Pennsylvania. (laughs) So she is on the East Coast. I was talking to her, obviously here in Long Beach, California. I'll see you on Instagram, Fuel My Run. I post there more often and the Fuel Pod for episode updates. I will talk to you next week. Okay, goodbye.